When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Julie Andrews receives the AFI Life Achievement Award tonight in Los Angeles for a career spanning Mary Poppins to the sound of music. You'll hear my chat with a real-life Von Trapp in just a moment, but first, here's my quick interaction with Andrews herself at the 2017 Kennedy Center Honors. Hello. I, I don't know what is being said on stage. I'm sure to make this evening as viable and successful as possible. More than special. It's anything that brings the arts to the forefront of the public's attention is very special because they are priceless. I mean, they are so valuable to all of us, and without them, we'd be a very sorry place. I want to know how fate can intervene in your career a little bit. My favorite trivia is how you did My Fair Lady on stage, but they wanted Audrey for the movie, and then suddenly that allows you to get a little movie called Mary Poppins, and you beat Audrey for the Oscar. Well, then. ain't life grand, and, <laughs> and aren't I lucky? So uh, one way and another, uh, I think everything seems to happen for a reason, and... Uh, I'm just, I just feel very blessed, that's all I can say. Thank you very much. I also spoke to Elizabeth Von Trapp, the real-life granddaughter of Maria and Baron Von Trapp, when she performed at Virginia in 2015 for the 50th anniversary of The Sound of Music. Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on WTOP. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Jason. Now, what all kind of songs will you be performing? I, I uh, usually say Bach to Broadway, Schubert to Sting, and everything in between, but it does include Rodgers and Hammerstein, and I've been just working on a recording recording of Rogers and Hammerstein music and their songs are just exquisite. So I do know quite a few of the sound of music, but I'm very careful what I select for my audience and they're usually very excited to hear that music. I pepper it in, but you know, I, I, being a musician, it's always important to provide um, sort of an eclectic sure. um, program because I think people are interested who I am as a musician beyond the sound of music. Yeah, they want to, I mean, you want to make it your own, absolutely. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, when I do sing my sound of music songs, they are very much my own arrangement, and that's the fun of it. Gotcha. Now, how long, when did you first get into music? Oh, <laughs> well... As far as back child, as you can remember? <laughs> yes, I do. Um... You know, music is always a very important part of our life. My father, who's depicted in the movie as Kurt, he'd be the younger son, and people would, listening would say, yes, I know who that is. <laughs> um, his name was Werner Von Trapp, and I grew up in Vermont with my father always enjoying celebrating special occasions with music. And he played guitar well enough so that he could just take songs that he loved to sing and accompany himself, which I got the idea to continue that idea in my generation. So when I perform, I use guitar. And I also perform with other musicians at different times. But 
um, for some of the concerts I will be doing in the next week, it's mostly just uh, solo performing with guitar or with Douglas Major, who is my pianist. But to answer your question, the earlier question, I started out, I, my earliest memory of singing with my father in church for, with people looking at us, you know, so it was like, it was like this mini time of performing was when I was three years old. And I played piano as a child, studied music in college, and in my teenage years, I was already performing at weddings and small concerts and just these open mic situations or people in their living rooms for their celebrations. But I have been touring, performing uh, throughout the late 80s and 90s and very definitely in the in the year 2002, I have been constantly on the road. Have, have you? Has your career taken you all over the world? All over, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, any any highlights that stand out? I know you've played probably in many different cities and many different countries. Yeah. Any highlights over the years that stand out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, Russia. Uh, that was very unusual. Hearing the group that sang for us, we performed, and then they sang for us, and they we were the I was the furthest away from my family and from. Waitsfield, and they sang Edelweiss. That was very unusual. Uh, <laughs> singing in Manger Square in the Church of Nativity for Christmas Eve in, in Bethlehem last Christmas, uh, two, two Christmases ago. Uh, let's see, Shanghai, that was wonderful. To do, uh, and I was invited with the Austrians, and it was sort of a conference uh, trip for the Sound of Music and celebrating the Sound of Music in Salzburg. I also perform in Salzburg in the summer times. Oh, okay. um, but I've been across this country so many times, and early on in 2002 and until 2006, twice a year. Now I need to return and, and do another sweep of the country because I have such a great interest in the diversity that we have culturally and, you know, sort of... Um, the topography is so unique, one mm. state to the next. It's almost, lo- it's almost like you're living story. in different parts of the world. It's so vast yeah. and different, yeah. no matter what corner you're in of the United States. Yeah. Um, you've been to D.C. before, right? Didn't you play at the oh, Kennedy yeah. Center? M- many times. Kennedy Center, I've been to the White House. I was invited to the White House one Christmas, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, I also was at the um, gallery, the National Gallery. Yeah. And that is a beautiful place to perform for Christmas time. Oh, nice. But uh, let's see, other churches as well. And, you know, it gets to be, after a while, I kind of, oh, the National Cathedral as well. That is, that is actually the, right by our radio station is the National Cathedral. Oh, We're right across the street. Yes, I've been there three times. <laughs> uh, once was the outdoor festival that they had, but uh, for uh, two concerts I performed in the cathedral. And it was uh, so inspirational because the reverb in that space is so beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, it, it's true. It's it's a, a beautiful space. Um, yeah. What is it like being part of such a, a famous family? I mean, most people you you mention their last name and you don't you know they don't know you from Adam, but with yours you say Von Trapp. It's, you immediately think of that movie. It's so ingrained in our not just American culture but world culture. We've all seen the movie and everything mm-hmm. else, but what's it like that being your family history? Just sitting listening to your grandparents tell stories. You know, I mean, that's just gonna be unique. It was unique. It was fascinating. I would never. Um, 
pass up the experience to go to visit my grandmother because I knew and my relatives living in Stowe, Vermont, which is about 40 minutes from here. And my parents lived close enough so we could be there uh, within an hour's time to celebrate holidays. And like I say, I, ne- I always got so excited because it was never dull. It was always a wonderful experience, and they had amazing life experiences that they shared, and the stories were just fascinating. Compare your real-life grandmother with Julie Andrews. How, how, did she, how was she similar or, d- or different from the movie? No, it's very different. <laughs> just, the, just the way she looked, the way there was right, a, right, right. Um, I, the, one of the first jobs I ever got was to to uh, work at my grandmother's gift shop or tea room, and she had this great bakery and she had great food, Austrian food that she served the guests. And they'd be uh, in waiting in line, long lines when it was very busy, and she would be signing the books <laughs> that she was selling, her own books that she had written. Right, right. And she, every five years, she'd have a new book that she'd written. So people were standing in line to have their autograph from her. And this little boy waited for probably a half an hour with his mother, getting very antsy. And finally, he was at the desk where my grandmother sat. And he looks up at her, and he says, you're not Maria. <laughs> Thinking, of course, like we all know, right. Maria from Julie Andrews, right? And she looked at him, and you could tell that she was ready to scowl. And then she thought, nah, better not. It's just a kid. <laughs> so she reached over where there was a um, display of postcards and pulled out a picture of herself, signed the back of it, handed it to him, and said, I am Maria Von Trapp. <laughs> I am <And> the... <laughs> everybody laughed. There's almost like, I think people starting to clap. They all were so curious how she would deal with this moment. But it's exactly what we all think of when we see Julie Andrews play the part, what she embodies is this spirited young woman that just dares mm-hmm. and she has courage and she takes on this task and challenge and she meets it. She overcomes and she becomes even more who she should become. And that's really tr- the true essence of my grandmother's life and story. And I think another question was what my grandfather's like. And I never met him, so I oh. always have to rely on stories from my relatives. And I used to beg my father, describe him <laughs> to me. What was he like? And one day, my aunt, Maria, a very dear, dear aunt, who I was very close to, she said, you know, your father is so much like our father. And in an instant, I thought, well, that must be great, because I loved, my father had just a very wonderful personality. He was a wonderful man, very gentle, very understanding, very wise, very much for the family. And he he had deep principles that he lived by. And I, if I, if that's what my grandfather was like, wow, what a great guy. <laughs> yeah, right? There you go. <laughs> that's great. No, yeah. it's an interesting dilemma or dichotomy, um, the story you're telling about your grandmother. And I'm sure it's sort of the same for your whole family where it's, you know, immediately everyone wants to talk to you about the sound of music, but they're, which you're proud of and all that. But at the same time, you're trying to, you know, venture out and, and have your own career and your own lives and your own legacy. Um, is it is it something that, you know, you take great pride in? Does it cast a little bit of a shadow and, and that you that you're that sometimes you don't like talking about it? You know, how, how do you juggle that? 
Well, you know, years, 20 years ago, when I was first being interviewed, there was a journalist that said there would never be a time where the name Von Trapp wouldn't sort of evoke this uh, idea of the sound of music mm-hmm. versus the family. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's true. Uh, but the, the interesting thing is I grew up when the sound of music came out. And my sister is actually in the movie as a extra. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so she comes home from being in Austria for three years, and we she just she left at the age of eleven, came home at the age of fourteen. She was all grown up in our eyes. Mm-hmm. She said, "Yeah, well, I was in this film that they're doing with Julie something or other playing the, our <laughs> grandmother, and then this handsome man playing our grandfather. You know, she didn't even know their names. Yeah. You know, they got later on. We, you know, they're written out on the posters or on the, on the albums, and uh, or you know, this the um, credits. You you see all the names, but back then she just sort of met them on an afternoon with my grandmother, and. My grandmother insisted on having a cameo appearance, and my sister happened to be with her. Oh, that's fantastic. So there sh- they are walking under the archways while Julie Andrews sings I Have Confidence, right before she dips her hand in the big fountain. Behind her are these arches. That's, that's the cathedral square. And the people that are walking in that, the arches, under the arches, would be my grandmother, my aunt Rosemary, and my own sister. That's so fantastic. we got very excited. We couldn't wait to see the film to see where they were. And it, it's so fleeting that I don't think we caught it. <laughs> we didn't know where to look. Now you have a pause button and you can stop it right. I know. You can, now they even have it in the biography that they did. They even have a, a blow up of the uh, image of my grandmother. Of course, they did it eleven times. Oh wow. And my grandmother said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> well, that was the end of her wanting to be an extra. It, it would be one thing if you were a kid, you know, and you're watching some movie decades later, but what was it like to have the movie come out while you're growing up? That must have been just surreal to be able to go it, to the theater and watch surreal. it. Yeah, it's surreal. But you know what I love about it? Um, the era that they depict, their story depicts, it was a very, very uh, complex time in our history. Pivotal. Uh, Pivotal and complex. I think the story, the fact that it was captured in the book and then actually the German uh, German film company took on the, the my grandmother's book and actually made a film, which is what we grew up seeing. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had a copy of that film and and she would play it for her guests every Friday night. And if we came to visit on a Saturday and it was raining, my aunt Hedwig would just make sure we were entertained so she would play the movie for us. And we couldn't wait to see it over and over again. <laughs> and as a child, these fantasies of actually seeing these characters play your family story, what I think it did for me was to allow myself to truly understand that they were bigger than life. Mm-hmm. They were very unique individuals, what they did and what they accomplished. But their story of faith and of courage, that is a story that everybody needs. Yeah, that's universal. Yeah, and it should never um, be diminished in any way because every era of our history Um, people are always suffering with this dilemma of having to choose to leave if there's 
um, war or if they need to um, survive. Yeah, yeah. And we see the story on, you know, the, the situations we see now of so many refugees. I, I hear that on the news and I'm thinking, oh, they're struggling so much more in certain ways. But my relatives, they just dared to leave. Well, and that's why this story is going to be so timeless. And I mean, timeless. this is the 50th anniversary, but, you know, tack another 50 years on. And I think it'll still be just as relevant, um, not to mention all the, you know, the great music that everyone will continue to sing. Do you have a do you have a personal favorite song? Mm, actually, uh, something good, oh, okay. which is um, it doesn't include uh, Oscar Hammerstein. So in some ways, I have to think of another one. <laughs> um, let's see. So Long Farewell has become a favorite of mine now. I've just been working on it. It's a very wonderful song. Um, I, lo- I like quite a few of them. I find that they're like mini operettas, each song. Yeah. There's certain ways that they've designed these songs, and the lyrics are just fantastic. Um, but Something Good is a very special song um, that was designed just for the film. It's not used for the stage play, although sometimes I've attended some musical, um, sound music uh, stage plays where they've incorporated that song. Well, yeah. you mentioned So Long, Farewell, Alvita Zane, Goodbye, and that's what, <laughs> yeah. we ha- that's what we have to say here. Yes. But uh, thanks so much for taking the time, and um, best of luck on Saturday playing uh, in Springfield. It's going to be a blast, and um, yeah. I'm sure they'll all really enjoy it. Yes, well, thank you for inviting me, and I wish you all the very best. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for sharing your, you know, your story and your family history with us. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.